0: All righty, here we go. Welcome to episode 59. I even put it in correctly, huh? 59, right on the nose. Wow,
1: how about that? First time. First time, long time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the NFL, uh, post-NFL draft episode. Yeah. Of, ah, uh, geez.
0: Well, before we get to that, let's, um, we didn't even talk about this, but I, I think what we're going to do is do a couple of shorter form episodes per week. Oh, okay. Instead of just, you know, some weeks we might only do one, but. Yeah. You know, in July when there isn't anything going on. Right. But maybe we'll just pop in and do some shorter form episodes as well. Like there's a little urgency today with, as you mentioned, the NFL draft in the rear view. And it was right. certainly a, a, a very big happening in Philadelphia. And then, you know, obviously the Stanley Cup playoffs, Bruins go down cup champ Colorado goes out. So there's some things to talk about here on the program today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I was, uh, I was thoroughly entrenched uh, with the NFL draft. I mean, thank you know, cause I'm down here at my mom's and she doesn't have the greatest television setup. This isn't, you know, this is about 180 degrees from my setup at home mm-hmm. where I've got all the screens and I've got all the packages and I can basically, if there's something on, I can see it. Um, you know, here it's like if it's on a couple of the handful of over the air channels like she doesn't even have cable wow and she doesn't even want me to buy it for like i offered to get her like you know some like you know 59.99 a month kind of package you know and that way whenever i do come down here i can at least see some sports yeah uh but you know so it's it's really hit and miss and thank goodness that uh, they had this draft on three different networks and one of them was ABC over the air. Yeah. So Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday, I was able to take in some draft. In fact, I watched the whole thing from STEM to stern on Thursday night and Friday night. And then on Saturday I watched a little bit of it like the fourth round that which was the the first round of that day. I can't I can't go through five, six, and seven. I mean I you know it regardless. Gets ridiculous, right? It does it gets a little tedious. And I watch a lot of college football like more than most. And even you know fifth, sixth, and seventh round, it's it's sort of like you're you're like yeah I I I remember watching that guy, but is he going to make the team? Like that at that point, you know you're sort of grasping at straws. But man, I tell you, the Eagles and Howie Roseman finally you know over these last couple of seasons have finally figured it out because it ain't that fucking hard. Okay, it's not rocket science. Go draft the players of need from the best schools and the best conference in college football and just be done with it. Okay. Yep. And basically over the last couple of years, they've now assembled essentially an sec all-star team, mm-hmm. uh, between the Alabama crimson tide and the Georgia bulldogs. I mean, it, I saw crossing broad did a great thing too. And they, they probably should have added the a in Alabama that that script red a, yep. because they had E a, and then the Georgia G in there with (laughs) LES, and it's i mean it's no joke i mean they took they got four players from georgia including the trade which i thought was brilliant they get deandre swift who has one year left on a contract and only 1.7 million dollars against the cap uh he's a philly kid too he went to st joe prep coming home for a year see what he's got and uh You know, you put, you add that with Rashad Penny that they picked up in free agency a couple of months ago, it's a month, month and a half ago, whatever it was, he's got a year left at 1.2 million. So they got two quality backs. I know Penny gets hurt a lot and there's no guarantees he's going to play 16, 17 games. There's no risk, but right. I mean, you're, you're barely paying these guys. And and if they do play, both of them are incredibly capable of making a lot of big plays. So I thought it was a genius. that was genius. The whole
0: 2.9 million committed to those two players. Huh?
1: Right. I mean, the whole, That's the it. whole running back room thing is really genius because they re-signed Boston Scott and you still got Kenny Gainwell in there. You yep. got four really quality players that they can alternate in and they can do all different types of vers- versatility, bring a lot of versatility to your offense. I thought it was, it was genius. And then what they do in the first round, and we talked about this for a couple of weeks prior that, you know, one of the things that they could do is as they sit in there watching the board, unfold and when you had three quarterbacks go in the first four picks you're like that's going to shove a, a couple of these players down a, a peg or two and they might be there for the eagles and or lo and behold maybe they only have to trade up a slot or two to get a guy that they really covet and they did it they slid up one spot i guess just to make sure in case somebody else was going to slide in there with the bears to take jalen carter the big defensive tackle from georgia the guys the guy's a beast. And I know he's involved in, he was involved in some uh, off the field issues with that car, that tragic car accident. And so forth. And there might be some other clutter around him too, but man, they get him right mentally, as far as him committing to playing football and just going about his business, the guy can take over football games. So I thought that was genius. Then they sat with their second first round pick and and let the board come to them. And lo and behold, there's Nolan Smith for outside linebacker edge guy from Georgia sitting there and how he's like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to outthink myself. I'm going to take Nolan Smith from Georgia. You know what I mean?
0: You're so right, Harry, because, you know, I I was never a big Howie fan because I thought he was a guy that was always trying to prove himself as being the smartest guy in the room. Exactly. And when you get to that point in life or whatever you do where you're done trying to prove things is when you've really hit your stride. Yeah. And look, the last linebacker they drafted in the first round was in the early 80s. 1979
1: i believe was it it was okay so i think it was 79 robinson out of ucla comes to mind and i think that's the guy
0: and that's because dick Dick meal was was here yes and (laughs) he played for him at ucla correct exactly so i mean look there's some hard and fast rules that i totally agree with you on in a first round of a draft you cannot fuck around Mm -hmm. you do not draft a guy from a school that's more known for basketball or academics than it is football you yeah. drafted scc guy right, right? cuz you go, you want a, the best guarantee and a great player and they got it and look i know jalen he's got that baggage around him but he's also being drafted into a team that has got a de- very defined culture and the DNA. Yeah. And if he's going to go anywhere and fall in line, it's here. So yeah, the risk. I think a lot of people are saying
1: he's the best player, most impactful player in the draft. Oh yeah, and he's no not doubt, even a quarterback no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And uh, I think he will fall in line. I think. I think uh, you know. He, I I don't think they'll have any problems with him. I really don't. Uh, Nolan Smith, you know, great pick, you know, you, I mean, they're, they're coming in, they're joining some of their teammates. I mean, they're really assembling, yeah. you know, this is, this is these are guys that have won one or two national championships and SEC championships, which is basically pro football light in college yeah. football. Um, so you know the, there's really low risk they took Tyler Steen then the the guard tackle from Alabama in the second round and you know we can always use an offensive lineman you know I mean, geez, totally man. agree we talked so, about that last week yeah we talked about that and and then they get Sidney Brown from from Il- Illinois a safety three of the four defensive backs from the University of Illinois were taken in like the first 60 picks including Withers- Witherspoon who went early to Seattle so uh, Brown, his brother is, was the really good running back. I believe at Illinois that got hurt at the end of the year. He was like leading, I think he was leading the big 10 at one point in rushing. Wow. Uh, so who knows? Maybe they, maybe they picked up, him up. I didn't even check their, their, uh, un, undrafted free agents. I don't know. You know, maybe they picked a, a guy, a guy up like that. Uh, in, in usually that. takes a couple of days. That's, that's this week. That is the things will happen. Yeah, I think I think they've already named a couple. Of, I think they probably have a couple of them because it yeah. usually happens the day after the draft ends. But then they get Kaylee Ringo, the cornerback from Georgia, in uh, what was that the third or fourth round? I think it might have been the fourth round, early in the fourth round. And you know, he's just sitting there, and how he's like, you know, what we need, uh, we can always use another cornerback. Let's go get him. It's yeah. not that hard because we can really develop isn't. those
0: guys in the NFL too. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, so I thought they,
1: they did tremendous. They might
0: have won the draft. Yeah, which doesn't yeah. win you shit unless no. it all pans out. But, but look, it's important for a team that is go- going to now be paying their quarterback the second yeah. highest salary in NFL history right. to get significant contributions from guys on rookie deals. Right, it's just the fact of the matter. Yep, and you know, from the way it looks and the way it's lauded, you know that they did very well. Time will yeah. tell ultimately if they did. Um, But, you know, my Howie hate has subsided because I can't deny the fact that the guy's doing a really good job while there are other general managers in this city that I thought were doing a good job didn't,
1: like Ron Haxtell. Now how he might be kicked out forever for a lifetime ban from the university of Florida Gator alumni association for taking all these Georgia bulldogs and Alabama crimson tide players, but who, but who cares? Yeah. He he wins another Super Bowl and gets another parade. Who cares? But, uh, you know, I, I kid, but, um, you know, it's just like he finally, I I don't know if there was some light bulb that went on a year or two ago or whatever it was, but it's just like, you know, let's, let's, let's quit trying to be the smartest guy. Like you mentioned, you and I used to talk about that when we yep. did the show many times. And I always thought that it was sort of this like thing. I'm, I'm out here to prove my, you know, that I belong. I'm a football guy and I'm all this kind guy. of stuff that we used to laugh about. Yeah. Uh, and now it's just like, you know what? Screw it. I am a football guy. I watch the sec and I'm taking that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like It's that easy. <laughs> because when, when, when Howie has time to sit down and watch
0: college football, like yeah. just, absorb it he yeah. doesn't have time to be messing around no with duke no. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what i mean i'd like to watch a game with howie some you know like a sat- saturday afternoon you know in the sec 330 yeah. game yeah maybe
0: fascinating just to hear what you know what they think about what they see what they notice it actually would be actually
1: um, yeah but what um, was your overall thoughts on the draft? I mean, i thought kansas city did a decent job i mean how many times can they run out eric stone street yeah well, the thing is, is I, I thought good teams did well, you know? No, I'm Be- talking about the presentation of the draft, like from a oh, Kansas oh. City perspective. Eric Stone Street's the actor that was in Modern Family. Yeah. Um, you know, they very successful show, and he's from Kansas City, went to Kansas State, and he's a big Chiefs guy. He was on TV three straight days.
0: Yeah. Three um, straight days. I think it's overproduced now, Harry. The whole walking out the door, putting on the hat, uh-huh. mugging, and then walking across, and the hug thing—the bro hug. Oh, just. Yeah. He's got handshakes with guys. Like, I know it's all a little
1: uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I'm okay with the broker, dude. One of these guys, I forget who it was, like really picked him up. I thought he was going to suplex him. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> oh. that guy. Would have been the. MVP I mean, the a big dude. He's a big yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. doesn't look tiny next to
0: those guys. You're right. No, he doesn't. He does. Um, yeah, it's like if you're the commissioner of the NBA and you're doing that, you can't be 5'9". No, no, no. <laughs> You'll no. look like a munchkin. Exactly.
1: Well, I mean, you know, and David Stern was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like Adam Yoda. Silver at least looks long. Like he's he's got long. He's he's unfortunate looking, but he is. He he looks like a taller fella. Uh, But man, 12 (laughs) million. That's the line of the podcast.
0: Adam Silver
1: is unfortunate. He's an unfortunate, an unfortunate looking fella. i got to write that Uh, down. Over 12 million viewers, apparently, over the three networks on Thursday night alone. Wow. I saw that. That's not shocking, though. No, it's It's, not. I mean, it's high uh, drama. Yeah, it really is. And I just some people were texting me saying they're, they're over it. They're getting tired of it. I'm like, hey, what do you mean you're getting tired of it? Are you yeah. tired of football? Because here it is late April and we're getting a, you know, two or three straight days of football. Yeah, I love it.
0: it, it it's a sport that has just found a way that when nothing's happening to make something happen, that's a spectacle.
1: Right. Like and I, now next like I say it's overproduced,
0: two, but so, th- yeah. Right. I mean, you know, for the first time this weekend, I saw what could have solved your TV problem. By the way, is YouTube TV because you can travel to anywhere and ah. get your channels. Ah, I uh, see. But they did the the triple screen. They had okay. all three they had ESPN, NFL Network, and I guess it was ABC yeah. on a triple screen as a channel. Right. And you just click on the one that you want the volume on. Okay. But you had oh, all that's three cool on there. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'm really enjoying the YouTube TV the sports nice. things and that that triple cast thing is going to be something that and quad cast too that you're going to be able to do with multiple channels permanently where you can nice. on a football sunday if you can get four games or you have some kind of you can put all four games on one tv oh that's awesome yeah i might yeah. have to look into that before this you're gonna have a main, you again. can also have a main one with three going down the side wow so the ones bigger your feature And then you have the three other games and you can just flip between them. If you see a team's in
1: the red zone. You can toggle. It's a toggle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm a big fan of the toggle. It's a toggle. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You learn now, that after many years of marriage, how to toggle your, right, on your own.
1: Right, <laughs> Reese <laughs> Davis was the uh, was the traffic cop for the draft on ABC for the three days. I think yeah. he does a tremendous job. Agreed. Uh, much prefer him. I, there's no way, even if I could have gotten cable, was I going to ESPN and taking any anything of Greenberg? Yeah. I am, have been wow. out for years on Greenberg when when I refused to go meet him. Uh, when they came to do one of the morning shows in Philadelphia that time, that pissed off the program director. Yeah, he was not happy with
0: me. Well, he wasn't going to shake anybody. He to give a fist bump, and he's just yeah. Well, I yeah, you know, I'm not. He's I don't not even want your kind of guy.
1: No, I don't even want to be in his presence. And the guy likes golf too. I mean, he he plays golf. I couldn't care less. But yeah, he said, yeah, I mean, do you want to go meet Mike and Mike? And I go, No, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, and he gave me that look. He's just yeah. not happy. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. <laughs> You're on the team or what? One <laughs> mic's enough, right? Exactly. But <laughs> you um, got Ellie, That's enough. Exactly. I deal with him every. I dealt with him on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they but, also had this gal from Saturday Night Live that was a Kansas City uh, person that grew up there and blonde. She was kind of cute. I don't know her name, but she came on a couple of times uh, Thursday and Friday night. Did you happen to see her? I did not. I was immersed more in the NHL playoffs, Harold. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But I was toggling. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the NHL playoffs. And it's not the NHL playoffs. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. I looked at Egan. Our guy Egan put out a tweet uh, in the last 24 hours, something about the playoffs, and said the NHL playoffs. I'm like, what do you mean? It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a standalone
0: name. You make a good point. I saw the tweet that you're referring to, and bringing did. it up now. Okay, because Jesus, what is going on in my garage? I don't he know. he he put something up about how the Stanley Cup. Well, he called it the NHL playoffs. Yeah, he said the NHL playoffs is untouched. You've got a number eight seed t- tying a game seven with a minute left against a record-setting number one seed descended to, to OT. There's playoff hockey, and then everything else battling for second.
1: Mm. I mean, I and I agree, I, I agree with, with the sentiment of the tweet, but it should have been Stanley Cup playoffs. If he's such yeah. a hockey devotee, like he claims to be. Yeah. You're you right. know what it, I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and that's not just semantics because it, no, it, the reason why the game is so different between what you see in the regular season and the playoffs
1: right. is because of that first two words you mentioned, right. the Stanley Cup. Exactly. I mean, they don't call the NFL playoffs the Lombardi Trophy playoffs. No. They don't call it the, what was this? The, the O'Brien trophy. Isn't it O'Brien, the NBA, Larry commissioner, Larry O'Brien trophy. You know, they don't call it that, but the Stanley cup has its own. It's a brand. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it, it's, it's got a
0: presence to it mm-hmm. more than any other trophy in sport. Exactly. And, and it's been fascinating. We'll get to it, but yeah. I, I did, I just kind of want to wrap up on the Eagles. So, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, you look at the AFC, it's, there's a good amount of good teams but then you look at the nfc and the eagles are just head and shoulders you know above everybody else now their futures don't indicate that so much because the 49ers are the futures for the super bowl next year kansas city's at plus 600 Mm -hmm. the eagles are at plus 850 san francisco's at plus 950 okay the the bills at 900 and the bengals at a thousand
1: and then the jets all the way up to plus four. Well, yeah, because we had the Aaron Rodgers thing which we didn't talk about. I but he doesn't doesn't done dick in the playoffs in years. No, but what's that was that done the, by the time we did the show last week? I don't think it was done. I don't think done. it was done it was done now. Yeah, it's done now. In fact, he was at the Knicks game uh yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, he's he's doing the whole celebrity thing, probably going on all the the late night talk shows and all that kind of stuff living that New York life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, but the, I don't, I couldn't care less about the jets. They'll still find a way to fuck it up if exactly. you ask me. Yep. Um, but taking him out of green Bay, I mean, that's significant. You, you look at that, divi- that division is going to be crazy. Cause I think Detroit has been vastly improved. Although I scratched my head at some of the things they did in the draft, uh, but Detroit's improved. They're on the come Chicago, I think has done a pretty nice job. It just all depends on if that quarterback you know, can make enough plays and not turn the ball over there. There'll be a threat. And then, you know, Minnesota, they add another big time wide receiver uh, to that arsenal that Kirk cousins has, you know, they can make some waves and who knows what green Bay is. Cause I think green Bay, their roster outside of the, the question of quarterback is pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so if, if love that's is a huge you know, question, Mark, yeah. it is, it is, but you know, they'll find out in the first six, seven weeks this year, but it's, it, it's going to be very interesting, but it makes it a lot easier. If you ask me on paper for the Eagles. Yeah, it does. It really does. That's, the
0: the path is kind of laid there. I mean, look, we're sitting here on May 1st, but yeah, um, the, the path, it, look, they were a good team before the draft and mm-hmm. they've set themselves up for even longer sustainability, which is probably the hardest thing to do in the NFL. It These is. Guys now, jump.
1: now, what did you think of the, the three quarterbacks went in the first four picks, the Texans trade up and went back to back second and third took Will Anderson, the, the uh, great linebacker from Alabama. And then they got their quarterback uh, Stroud from Ohio state. Then you see the Colts taking AR 15 out of Florida, who could be the biggest boom or bust pick in the draft. Because he could be awesome, or he could be, you know, Jamarcus Russell. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. You know, I was really taken back at the number
0: one overall pick at Bryce mm-hmm. because he just looks Bryce Young looks so small. diminished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was, I, I've seen him play, and I've seen him in equipment, and I mm. wasn't expecting him to be so slight
1: yeah yeah he is but he's very elusive he's so so instinctual very Very great instincts great instincts uh great leader i think he's going to be all right i I really do and i think i think they got a good player in carolina but now did you notice this there's a i love how the narratives start coming out and then of course starting the next monday you know this whole week they're going to be repeating it ad nauseum on all those shows on espn and fox Shane Steichen, the new head oh, coach man. in Indianapolis, former yeah. Eagles offensive coordinator for a blink of an eye, is now all of a sudden uh being spoken about like a quarterback whisperer, like he's freaking Bruce Arians. Okay, yeah. because now I oh, thought Richardson AR fifteen with Shane Steichen. Can you imagine oh, yeah, they're just just bup, 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 bup. this guy has done nothing? Yeah. Nothing. They, yet. they
0: love these storylines. They oh love my anointing God. people, don't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I then after
0: you anoint them, they love tearing them to shreds. Uh,
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I, I tweeted the other day. Since when? When did Shane Steichen become Bruce Arians? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, they, it's just but funny. They, but there, there is always
0: a rush to anoint. Oh yeah. If you're right, I was the first. Then you're a
1: genius. Say, you were the first one. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're the anointed. Uh, a prognosticator. Right. It's, I it, thought the Steelers did well in the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, I'm know, not used the, to them not being a great team, though. Still I know. Weird. I know. But they're kind of in a little reset mode yeah, uh, right now. But they got the big lineman out of Georgia. Again, you know, draft SEC, it's it's yeah. hard to go wrong. They took Porter Jr. out of Penn State with the first pick in the second round. The no cornerback. shot there. Yes. I, I know. But I was kind yeah. of surprised he actually slipped to the second round. I kind of yeah. thought he'd go in the – in the back part of the first round. And then he took a a big defensive tackle from Wisconsin. That was their first and second round. I thought Seattle did a really nice job. They had a lot of picks. They took Witherspoon, the cornerback, really high in the top 10 from Illinois. Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State. That's another Mm -hmm. thing. Wide receiver from Ohio State, hard to go wrong. He was hurt most of the year. He missed. I think he only played the first two or three games of the year and then had a hamstring all year. But he's going to be a stud. Uh, linebacker out of Auburn Hall, and then they got Charbonnet, the running back that was at Michigan and transferred to UCLA and played for Chip Kelly, who I've seen a lot of. He's a really good back. I thought Seattle did really well in the first couple of rounds.
0: Well, I look at Pittsburgh and I go, okay, that's another team that knows their DNA. Mm-hmm. They know what they're drafting. Yep, and they don't mess around. You've you nope. got to check the boxes of the DNA, and if you don't check them, where they take a risk on you and you don't fit in, you go bye bye.
1: Right. Right, Gonzo. Yeah. And how about yeah. the Cowboys? They took that defensive tackle from Michigan in the first round. Yeah. Um, and then they took the the Michigan tight end in the second round. Schoonmaker. What a great name that That's is. An awesome name. Isn't it great? Bobby Schoonmaker.
0: <laughs> Schoonmaker. That is a great name. Yeah.
1: I like <laughs> this one kid. They got the defensive end from San Jose State, uh, Fajoco. He looks like a player to me. A guy the, that could just just wreck shit.
0: N- now that the draft is over. Mm-hmm. You know, free agency is coming gone. The draft is over. It's about OTAs and then mini camp. And then that, I guess, five week period of dead time where teams just hope their guys don't get into trouble or get hurt right. or anything yeah. happen. Um, but but is this about the time when you add the NFL and, and the schedule, I think, is coming out next week on May? That's 11, the or next or
1: thing is the schedule release, which I yeah. think is next week
0: somehow, sometime. Um, yeah. It, yep. And that's really when you put it in the NFL countdown
1: app to start counting down the days to training camp in the season. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I've already got it in for college football, but, but yeah, the NFL will be once the schedule uh, release date comes out. That's always a, you know, that's sort of that last day of the spring, you know, with the NFL and then it's, you're just sort of waiting t- until training camp. But uh, what do you think uh, the generals are the generals, the commanders, I should say, Washington, uh, they took a cornerback in the first round. As He's 160 pounds. Yeah, that just doesn't seem plausible to me. Emmanuel Forbes. He's a ball hawk. Of, he's a ball hawk bar none. Yeah, but but is he he's got to put on half, about Harry? 20, 25 pounds if you yeah. ask me. Uh, but it, it, it could be a great pick. Um, and then they got another cornerback out of Illinois. I told you Illinois had you know three defensive backs taken in the first 60 picks. They took a big center out of Arkansas who I really like. Uh, you know, and they strengthened themselves, you know, in the offensive line, the defense. I thought the rest of the division, nothing real flashy. I mean, the Giants took uh, Banks, the cornerback from Maryland, who they, they think fits exactly what they want to do in the first round, uh, fits their defense. They got a couple of offensive linemen. They did get the, the burner wide receiver, Hyatt, out of Tennessee, which I thought was kind of an interesting pick. The rest of the division, not a lot of flash, just sort of like some sort of boring, ho-hum, you know, substance, I thought.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is those teams don't have the biggest question mark or check mark you need, and that's the, the quarterback.
1: The quarterback, yeah. yeah I and mean, if yeah. you don't,
0: it's real simple in the NFL. If you have a franchise quarterback and you don't have that box to check, mm-hmm. you are so far ahead of the teams that are trying to find it. Yeah, you just, you just are because you can use your first round pick on an offensive lineman to right protect security. luxury. Yeah. Luxury picks. Yeah. If you're looking for that guy, man, you are just kind of spinning your wheels until you get him. Mm-hmm. And and you can take guys high in the draft. And that does, that's not a guarantee of anything. No. All
1: right. Let's I, get I to a the. Lot of,
0: a lot of it in the NFL too, is so much about the, the guy get drafted by the right team.
1: That's, that's true. There's certain, you know, destinations that are, yeah. are better for Russell, some of these right? guys. Right. Yeah. He went, to, he went to the Raiders, didn't he? Went to the Raiders. Just didn't yeah. work. And yeah.
0: had he gone to the Patriots or you know, a different situation, maybe it would have worked.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I know that happens in the NBA, too. Uh, that's totally a agree. big part of it is where, where they yep. go. Uh, but, you know, the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the OG's podcast is the Original Fudge Kitchen. It's a staple down at the Jersey Shore. Shore season coming around soon. Also got Mother's Day coming up in a couple of, couple of days, actually, right now. Time to get your order in. Six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge and sweet treats right in the store, guaranteeing a delicious product. Stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. If you're not able to visit in person, not a problem. They ship across the USA. Check them out at fudgekitchens.com. The original Fudge Kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, is that where you want to go now?
0: Yeah. uh, Fudge Kitchen real quick. I I got the countdown app already. I'm looking forward to the vacation. We're going down to uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Oh yeah, uh, we're doing the the last week leading. I think it's like the twenty fifth. I want to say or twenty fourth of June to July first. That week right okay. before, you know, two weeks after the kids get out of school, go nice. down shore for it's perfect. I can't wait. I'm so excited to go down.
1: Now we did Maryland last year. We're doing New Jersey this year. Um, you gotta you gotta let the people know. Like, give, give us a typical day, uh, with you and. Um and the old lady out on the on the beach like uh, like you know from getting up going going to the beach with all the kids you, what what is your typical do you just sit there under the umbrella all day with you. I'm like in the you're, water you're, with the kids. Oh, you're in the water. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cuz you know I get the,
0: my youngest daughter's uh, she's 11 now she'll be she'll be turning 12 over that vacation but she likes when I'm in there with her so I'm in there, you know, boogie boarding and like, oh, my okay. Likes like surf so now I'm do you wear a water. t-shirt do you wear like a long sleeve shirt i have one of those sun shirts sun shirt that i wear because okay. i gotta protect the tattoos and i'm fair skinned right being an irishman so right i don't want to
1: mess around with the melanoma do you wear the bucket hat i do i have a yeah, yeah the black one it's right outside the door here's okay so you that's got the, the bucket the dumb- hat on and you got the sunglasses the big sunglasses and mm-hmm. then you got the sun shirt on and some long clam diggers you do to clam diggers or what? No,
0: I don't go to as a shorter guy. Har, if, I, yeah. if I wear the clam diggers that come down around the knee or below.
1: That's a look rough a look. Yeah, that's a rough look. Yeah. I agree. I'm glad I'm, I am just test. I'm testing you there because. Yeah,
0: I agree with no, you. I like to show off the quads.
1: hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out, quads out. Exactly. There you go. All right. Now, last night, there were two game sevens. Uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the low seed, the eight seeds took out the one seeds on the road in both the East and the West.
0: Yeah, here it was a fascinating day in the NHL because you had a historic team in the regular season, the Bruins, who finished with yeah. 135 points, right? Facing a Florida team, by the way, who won the President's Trophy last year and got knocked out in the second round. But they come into this series. Tampa goes up three games to one. Or not Tampa, Boston. And mm-hmm. you figure, okay, they're they're going to win this series, no problem. Right. But this Florida team, behind the attitude of Matthew Kachuk, just was resilient. And they finally got Boston to a position that was really uncomfortable. And
1: look, Florida goes up 2 nothing in that game seven. Yeah. And Boston comes back. Boston takes came back and tied eight. it. And took a 3-2 lead and held that lead until about the final minute of the third period, right? Only
0: pulled. Yeah. And, you know, Kachuk making that play there in front of uh, Swayman. I thought it was a huge mistake by Jim Montgomery to play Swayman in game seven Mm. and and not go with the guy who's going to win the Vesna and Linus Omar. I thought that was a huge mistake. I think it sent a panic signal right to his team right away. And, you know, it just shows you that I mean look the difference in regular season point standings points was 43 standings points yeah. 135 to 92 I mean and the team that had the the 92 in Florida wins the series amazing I and mean, for Tree Burger on too
1: yeah it probably is i mean he was hurt too part you know missed yep. a couple of games um had a great has had a great great career, but uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That it, I think only eight times in the last like forty years yep. has the team with the best record in the regular season, the President's Trophy winner, gone on and won the cup. Yeah, just doesn't so, happen. Harry. No, it just doesn't happen. Now, it, what happened out west with the Kraken? Well, the Kraken are a team that doesn't have like
0: the big name superstars. They're mm-hmm. kind of built in a lot of ways like Las Vegas, where they're a team that doesn't have that pronounced top line, like the perfection line with Boston Bergeron, Martian and Pasana. Right. But they have three number two lines <laughs> and their okay. depth kills you. And Colorado just couldn't handle the depth. Wow. Their good players were good. I thought McKinnon was good. Rantanen was good. McCarr was good, even though he missed the one game for being suspended. Didn't get the greatest goaltending. Seattle got great goaltending from Grubauer, and I thought Grubauer—that's the, the a good goalie game. Grubauer,
1: I Grubauer.
0: He had a shit regular season, but he was really good in that first round.
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: It, it's crazy. And you look at the situation, and I didn't think Yorgiev was good enough, and the depth is what killed them. And they're moving on. I mean, second wow. year in the league, and they knock off. So in, in that, just yesterday. Two game sevens in the first round. The defending Stanley Cup champions now they're mm-hmm. without the land. This guy they're not as good, they don't have cadre this year. They get bounced in a game seven by a year two expansion team, right? And one of the best teams in the history of the NHL in the regular season gets bounced by a number eight seed, 43 points in the rears. Incredible. I mean, that is a legendary day. And then tonight, you got Devils Rangers in a game seven, right? To move on to the second Rangers
1: round. jumped out to a 2 0 lead. You're thinking, oh, they're gonna one, they're gonna waste uh, the Devils. We're up three to one, and now here we are in a game seven or no, two. You're right, they were up two, it was two, two, I think. And then and didn't they two, lose? Yeah, then it went to
0: three 2 Devils, and then right, the Rangers right. won game six, right? Right, but they but look, the Rangers won game one and two in New Jersey, five to one in both of them. Yeah, and then the Devils and Lindy Ruff got his team. I, I think the Devils win tonight. Wow, so it, it's been crazy. A, I mean, these play, I mean, I'll tell you the NHL playoffs are just so good. And you see the tweets every year and I, I get a bunch of messages from people going, well, watching these playoffs, it just shows you how far the flyers are. It looks like that to every team that's not in the playoffs. Yeah. It just looks that way yeah. because the game is so different. Like the NFL is right. different in the playoffs, but not that much different. No, NBA is, I think, significantly different because every possession and the half court game is so much more pronounced. Baseball, you're hanging on every pitch. So it's, different from how you feel about it but the nhl from the actual what's happening on the field of play is so different that it's incredible
1: right it's all because of the cup yeah i I put out uh, a tweet um earlier when i think it was early this morning stanley cup playoffs hashtag where home ice and seating don't mean a thing Hashtag, hashtag anymore. drama. They don't. They, they really, don't. Really, it's, it doesn't. You're
0: totally right, Harry. Yeah. That used to mean, you'd be like, oh, my God, we have home ice. We're just going to waltz our way. Doesn't right. Matter. Doesn't no. not Hockey players don't give a shit about where it's being played. You can play it in Siberia. Yeah. On Neptune. Doesn't matter. Exactly. As long as right. on the ice somewhere is painted. Like, I've always said that when you get to the cup final, or even a conference mm-hmm. final, because there's multiple cups, instead of that guy between the benches, sitting there you know like darren pang panger panger they should replace panger and just put the cup encased in there oh when the players change they see what is on the line well that's only in the finals well you could do it in conference finals too for the chance to get there to fight for it
1: yeah but i mean there's only one cup no there's multiple cops yeah but yeah but yeah then how do you know that if you have the bobo cup at your game. And then in the Western conference, you know, the crack and have the real cup. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You know well, what I mean? Just do it the final then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just do I mean, it they the should
0: lower it from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Before every game. Just so you could see that beauty. And you can see Philip Pritchard going out there with the mullet. Uh-huh. The blonde-headed dude. Oh, that the guy. Is, that
1: what, is that what his name is?
0: Yeah. Phil Pritchard. He's got his Twitter's great. You got to follow him there. Phil Pritchard?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got the white gloves all all the time. Yeah, he's, he's always in his. His tux. job is the keeper of the cup. The keeper of the cup. Now, what do you think that pays? He's got to be making good. He travels all over the world. What wow! I just found out today that Marcus Spears makes two million dollars at ESPN. So, what do you think Pritchard makes?
0: Uh, well, He's making eight hundred G's. Eight hundred. Eight hundred grand, yeah.
1: What? He's been doing it forever. I'm thinking, yeah, I would go do that for a buck fifty. Yeah, I would too, just to travel. Of course, you, you know, yeah, you got to
0: bring it over into the Czech Republic and right. Maybe you take a a stop while over there into like Switzerland. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those cool places.
1: Wow, that'd be cool. I'll tell you, I'd be down yeah, with that so, gig. So now, with with everybody that's out or who might be out, who do you think wins the cup now?
0: Oh, man, it's so hard. It this is the hardest thing to to handicap from a tournament perspective. So let's say that I still like Carolina for some. I, I like Carolina reason. now to come, out, I think, but look out for, because what I don't know is this, and this is a huge factor when it comes to the East. When the Leafs finally advance oh, past yeah. the first round for the first time since 04, mm-hmm. are those shackles off and look out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that, a good point. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, that could be a very big factor. How
1: disappointing was Tampa Bay, though, man? Jeez. They looked like a team that was tired and played up three goals in the third period at home. And they, they, twice. Yeah, you're right. Twice. Yeah.
0: Vasilevsky didn't look like Vasilevsky. They look like a team that's played 100 playoff games in the last three years because they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they they don't have the same depth that they had before. Hedman was so injured, and that's Mm -hmm. a huge factor. Um, but if I'm making a pick right now, I'll say that Carolina comes out of the East. Okay. And I'll say that Carolina takes on the Dallas stars and I'll take the Dallas stars to win the cup. Wow. We about, I gave you yeah. Dallas a couple of yeah. weeks ago.
1: You did. You did. And Sagan. I in the
0: first round.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're deep, like man. They're a good team. Okay. There you go. That'd be a good final. Yeah. Um, fill, hit on the Phillies here real quick, because before we get to the Sixers and Celtics, which starts the night, by the way, uh, Bryce Harper looks like he might return tomorrow in Los Angeles. Yes. 160 days removed from having Tommy John surgery. Wow. (laughs) Is this guy bionic or what? Is this a little too soon? I mean, what's the rush? Is he playing the field or is he just DHing? I think he's just DHing, But still, I don't know. You know, they they worry about him running the bases and sliding. And, you know, I know that was a, a concern. He plays and, the game one way. I know. That's the thing. This guy goes 100, you know, 120 miles an hour on everything. I got to um, think that they're smart enough
0: to know that they can't incur any added risk. He's just too important. And yeah. while you want him back, he's got to be able to come back and stay back. Yeah. Yeah, so, they're it's not out, out of it. it. I mean, they're oh back no, back.
1: I mean they've 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 rebounded. I mean, yeah, uh, you know they won seven of the last ten. They've won what uh one, two, three, four series in a row.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, they took two out of three in Chicago against the lowly White Sox. They took Colorado, who stinks. They but they won three out of four at home. Turner's not even going yet. No, they took two out of three from Seattle, and then they took this was impressive, and this is where I I, I took a lot of uh. Note here. They took two out of three in Houston. Okay. That and alone is really good. But yeah. the way they did it with Nola and Wheeler, and Nola's been struggling. He had a, an awful start, mm-hmm. going 14 innings between the two of them in the two starts. They only gave up one earned run. Against a unbelievable line. Against a really good team on the road <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. bandbox. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean not easy. They won those games three to one and six to one. You know how hard it is to hold the Houston Astros to one run two games in a row at home? Yeah, that's insane. I mean, yeah. so that was really cool. That's they a lost sign. a Sunday nighter. Yeah, that's a good sign. Bryce Harper coming back. So people are, are are pleasantly distracted right now by the Phillies, and it prevents them from staring straight into the abyss. That is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Jeez. second round playoff series against those Boston Celtics with an Embiid injury. It wouldn't be April, May NBA playoff season. If it weren't filled with Joel Embiid drama. Yep. And it's I find myself year.
0: avoiding the topic of hearing about it and everything. Cause I'm just I know. exhausted by it. I know. I know. And look, I don't know if it's his, look, I don't know what it is. I don't want to blame the guy. But like, geez, well, he's got I'm some knee ligament.
1: Tired of this. Yeah, There's some, it's like a PCL. PC, what is it, an LCL? LCL? I didn't know how many yeah. CLs there are in your freaking knee. You got yeah. the ACL, you got the MCL, you got the PCL. Now you got what the LCL. You I mean, it's like NGL. alphabet soup. Alphabet yeah. soup. I mean, Unbelievable. But um, yeah. the Celtics are. Let's see. What are they? Minus four seventy. I saw early this morning to win the series. Wow. OK, and cool. they're plus 140 um, offshore to win it all. They're the favorites. Wow, that's crazy. With the Suns out there. Yeah. And, you know, Denver. I don't know if you know, I, I mean, buy into that. Wow. Maybe it's just because the guarantee of them getting to the final. Yeah, with Milwaukee being out. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. but now everybody's thinking like, like, you know, we can't forget about the heat. You talk about the 8-1 that yeah. he took out Milwaukee. We talked last week about Jimmy yeah, Butler thinking that they would Butler. have to get the game seven to win it or, or or no, it game six game, game six. They did it in five.
0: Yeah. It's amazing.
1: On the road. What did you think of Giannis's press conference where he was asked about if the season was a failure? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's going to get, I thought he answered it brilliantly. He's going to get criticized no matter what he says in that situation, but you know, I, Hey, is it a failure? I mean, the number one seed, um, you're arguably the best player in the NBA and you were up against an eight seed with home court advantage, uh, you can't lose that series. It is no, a failure. Can. I say it's a failure.
0: Yeah, I agree too. Um, the, the reason why I like what he said, though, because he caught himself at one point and he said, I don't want to make it personal to the reporter. Mm. Like, he's just a really, to me, oh, I a love him. cerebral guy. Oh, a great yeah. And he's thing. great. But I just like the fact that he didn't get defensive in a – look, the comparison with Jordan – you know, yeah. winning six titles in and having years. nine
1: years where he didn't—it's a failure or something. Yeah, I, th-
0: that's not apropos because Jordan didn't lose to an eight seed, right? <laughs> you know, right. So right. That's different. It is losing to an eight seed in the NBA is three times it's happened ever. Uh, Sixers yeah, I did I it one so. time against
1: Chicago because they had no, what was it, Jokam Noah and uh, Derrick Rose. Yeah, and I think Denver Nuggets. I think they took out Seattle one time back yeah. in the nineties. Yep. Um, but yeah, it doesn't happen often, but you know, the heat and then the heat come in, I watched the game on Sunday, uh, against the Knicks, uh, you know, they're, they're down early. They looked lost. Uh, Brunson was tremendous. Hart was terrific for the Knicks early. And then you, you look at it halftime, they're down five and Jimmy Butler didn't even have a big first half. And you're like, man, this heat team, there's something weird about this squad. They just don't go away. They just have grit. They got like sandpaper grit on that squad. And they end yeah. up pulling away. They had a big third quarter, pulled away, uh, made a big run in the third and never looked back. They're up 1-0. Um, team's and, taking and, on Butler's identity. Yeah, right? It really has. Yeah, yep. it really has. And that coach, that coach is really good. Yeah, he's super. Uh, Golden State Warriors, they survived game seven. Really disappointing effort out of Sacramento, but a tremendous game Hague seven. Shit in his pants. Uh, for Curry. Curry, what do you go for? 50? Oh. He drops a fifty burger on him in a game seven. He's basically, he won the game by himself. God, I um, wish I I wish I wasn't annoyed by him, but I am. Are you? What the he, The, the he, chewing on the mouthpiece yeah, thing that drives
0: squad. me nuts too. Yeah. I don't know why. Something about him just in the, like Matthew Kachuk chews on the mouthpiece. I love him.
1: Yeah, but Steph Curry. Well, you see, you're 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 a, you're a basketball hater. You, you, no, no, I don't yeah. hate the NBA. I hate uh, the yeah, hype. you hate the hype. Yeah. <laughs> Denver took out the Suns in game one. Yeah, uh, and, and and Durant. is uh, yeah, pretty cool. great. It is just, great.
0: Just awesome. Like this uh, is a great now, sports time of year.
1: Now, what's what's the latest? Embiid was doubtful this morning. Is it the same, uh, or is this is this building up? Is he trying to do a Willis Reed in Game One on the road? He tries to do a Willis
0: Reed all the time. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm nauseated by it. Yeah, I, I think he's going to miss Game One. And pending if they win Game One, they steal it. Yeah, and I don't think I'll play Game Two. You don't think so? I'm just looking for the split. Oh wow!
1: So I think if you if you steal game one, you, you, and he can go. He goes, and you try to get mm. a two-o lead <laughs> against oh, that team. Uh, yeah. They're nine and a half point underdogs tonight. It was ten and a half this morning. Um, I don't like the number for either side, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I don't like it as a play. I, I don't like the Sixers getting that number, and I don't like Boston trying mm-hmm. to cover the number. Really, don't. I would.
1: I would probably grab the points maybe take if a i few had extra. to I, if i had to but uh i'm yeah. gonna stay away i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna have to go outside out to a bar tonight to watch it okay. well i've been scouting be out a, a couple of couple of taverns yeah I, I, I had one last week gators but now i've found a couple more all right so, so you got yeah. the advanced scouting on the bar i've done advanced <laughs> scouting yes you're looking for <laughs>
0: scouting reports Yes, sir. You're going to get that, in there and start directing. that, that uh-huh. Yeah. That that, TV, no. weather channel off. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, what, the, what hockey is on tonight? Well, you got the game seven. You got the Rangers and. Oh, the Rangers uh, devils. Rangers yeah, devils. that's right. Yeah. Now, did you see before we uh, sign off, there were conjoined twins. Um, the story in the New York Post. Oh, you sent this to. Me. Yeah. Two conjoined twins. I mean, it's just, this is so bizarre seeing these two girls, uh, you know, they're like, I guess, college age. And they share two legs and two arms and they have two heads. They look like normal girls, like in their face and every, everything, everything yeah, else. joined at the, the sternum, it looks like. Right from the, yeah, right here. But from the neck on up, both of them look totally normal. Yep. And apparently they share a vajayjay. Yeah. They got one. And the one girl, this one sister has a boyfriend. The other does not. Now, the you go on a date. The other girl's got to come with you. She's right there. This Detached. is so bizarre. Exactly. So bizarre. And I'm wondering, if, I don't know much about it outside of that, except this guy. Like, if you're the guy, aren't you just going on this as kind of a freak show thing? to get your name out there and maybe get, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the viral nature of things and And maybe something happened. Yeah. My girlfriend's a a conjoined twin,
0: you know, like like an episode of hoarders, but it's conjoined twin. Right. On
1: on whatever network, you know, you you know, who knows uh, anymore. I don't watch many of these networks anymore, but great. The other
0: girl had an extra hand too, like a third hand. That could be, (laughs)
1: that could be fun. But I'm I'm just saying, like they share uh, the parts. So do they both have the feeling of the part? I don't know. I I would assume so. Me I mean, and and does this count as two girls at one time? Two, two chicks, chicks the at the same, same time, time, man. No, I mean, just, the, I think it, one and a half doesn't half. it? Because the other one doesn't really want any part of it. Yeah,
0: she's like she's you like an unwilling. Hurry up. Con- she's
1: an unwilling contributor. Yes yes you have got to move faster
0: yeah let's get out of here already let's
1: get this over with please like i mean what, i got so many questions one brain
0: has to be able to control the legs like you can't have uh, the one girl trying to stand still and the other one trying to move one wants sure. to go this
1: way the other goes that yeah. way
0: and the other one saying what do you want from me
1: what do you want what do you want from me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna need more i'm gonna need more inf- information on this one
1: yes yeah it's free yeah I, I think they're TV up in like joined. the new york area like connecticut or something okay I think. yeah okay, in milford. <laughs> milford Connecticut. Yeah. didn't you have some sort of trivia question
0: oh yeah i was watching the S- sopranos I was watching it again i got a great one i'll just throw it out there if everybody can answer it they can dm me or whatever mm-hmm. but there there's an episode i think it's season four when um carmine portozzi senior Kind of sanctions a hit on John Sacramento because he won't get over the fact that Ralph Fioreto made the joke about Ginny Sack having a ninety pound mole on her ass, <laughs> and that she never removed. He, so he wouldn't so get great. over it.
1: Johnny so, Sack was so great.
0: Yeah. So so basically, Carmine sanctioned the hit and said, "Okay, he's not going to get over. it. We got to move on. Too much money. There's t- the money again. You know, what mm-hmm. for a million you get the fucker. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. they're gonna they got to go out." of the family to make this you know not fall back on anyone and johnny Mm -hmm. sack travels from new york up to see his dad every once in a while i think up in the massachusetts area okay like every other week or something so he's so they're going to get him when he's on this trip so Mm -hmm. uncle junior says you should call the guys up in rhode island lou dimaggio Mm. and he tells the whole story about lou dimaggio how he got the name pummeled a guy's head with a baseball bat those Uh those dogs can still hunt my young fella (laughs) and and he says lou dimaggio's real name he says his real name is blank Mm. so somebody can get that okay tough one
1: that's a tough one one. i I have no idea i've watched the series once i don't know it or pretend to know it like you yeah Uh, so there's no way that i would get this Um, Yeah, this one one.
0: is very, and and it's not a name like, you know, some token Italian name or anything like that. Right. It's a name. Now, would Mikey
1: Miss get this? Would not even close. You don't think so?
0: No. All right. right. He would know the scene and Ludomaggio and the whole thing, but he would not know his real name. Okay. Somebody can
1: get. All right. So that's tough because Mikey Miss knows the Sopranos pretty pretty well. He's always trying to stump me, and I crush him every time. Yeah. All right, that's
0: episode 59, Howard. We said we weren't going to go long. We went long. Yeah, I know. But We'll be back right. again at some point this week. Okay. All right, everybody. Enjoy the next couple of days. We'll talk to you next time on the Odd podcast. Go Sixers. I could read
1: my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong